Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I'm your host, Shane Bacon, for this Friday edition of the Clubhouse, brought to you by Ogio. I have mentioned the Silencer Golf stand bag plenty of times before to you, and I'm going to mention it again. It is one of the best carry bags in all of golf. All of golf. That is true. 14-way wood stand top that keeps all your clubs individually locked in. Cart strap channel, fleece line valuable pocket. They've got easy grab trunk handles, seven pockets, a place for your water bottle or something else if you bring it to drink. Ogio makes some of the best golf bags in the game, and the silencer is the one that I love the most. Check it out and everything else at Ogio.com. O-G-I-O.com. Give that silencer golf stand bag a look. The colorways are awesome. The golf bag is awesome. And speaking of awesome, Brad Dalkey joins us here on the clubhouse, a member of the winning national championship team from Oklahoma. He is back in Norman. He took some time to chat with me about winning the national championship, playing in the Masters, and getting ready for Aaron Hills. He's he's had a crazy year. I mean, he was in the finals of the U.S. Amateur. He plays in the Masters, and then he is the anchor and the guy that wins it all for his Oklahoma Sooners as they are now national champions. So very much appreciate Brad taking some time. He's just basically taking a couple of days off just to rest as we get prepared for Aaron Hills. It's it's less than a week away from a week away. Does that make sense? We are t- less than two weeks away from the start of, the, of Aaron Hills, but we are less than a week away from really the noise beginning, and us at Fox are really fired up about it. Aaron Hills is in fantastic shape. Got a chance to check it out. If you missed my conversation with Joel Klatt, make sure you go back and check that out. We talked about Aaron Hills. We talked about Sand Valley as well on the back end of it, but really focused most of our conversation on the golf course that probably a lot of you don't know a ton about. I mean, it is hosting a U.S. Open for the first time. It's going to be beautiful and majestic, and the greens are in incredible shape. I mentioned that to Brad. He got a little excited. He said he's been putting pretty well, and he said he's learned from his, his master's issues on the greens with those tricky undulated greens. So a good conversation with Brad. really appreciate him taking some time as they just literally got back to Norman last night to celebrate after a little bit of flight issues. I'm simply going to say on all the Tiger Woods stuff that I really don't have anything to say. I mean, you've heard a lot of people talk about it. I don't really have much to say about it. Tiger Woods was a guy that I watched a lot growing up. I have covered him a lot in my career. And, you know, it's an unfortunate and simply sad situation to watch play out. I hope that everything works out for him. But, you know, this podcast is meant to talk about current golf and what's going on in the game and I feel like I'm going to give that to you and that's why I brought on a guy from the Oklahoma golf team who did in fact mention the name Anthony Kim I think he mentioned it twice in the conversation so hopefully that's get you excited let's go get to it right now Brad Dalkey on the clubhouse and we welcome into the clubhouse uh, I don't know how many times you've heard this introduction so I'm excited to say it national champion Brad Dalkey. Brad, first things first. I mean, of course, it's worth me saying congratulations. An incredible week. I can only imagine. Yeah, thank you. It was, uh, I mean, it was a heck of a week. We we had so much fun. Um, and to be able to, you know, finish it off the way we did and uh, win the whole thing, it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. I mean, I'm sure that as a guy with your ability, you know, winning the individual title is something that you have you know, on your, you know, projections as you get prepared for the season. But that team event, watching it on TV, watching the emotion, watching the coaches, that has to be 
one of the most special feelings in golf. I mean, we we root for Ryder Cup teams and Walker Cup teams and Solheim Cup teams, but you know, being in a group of five players with all the coaches around making those putts, it has to feel bigger than just yourself, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, winning individually is always fun. Um, you know, it's always fun winning, but winning as a team and having uh, having teammates with this, with a common goal. Um, and going out and achieving that goal together, I mean, it's just you can't ask for much more than that. We, you know, I love I love winning. I love playing on teams, and whether it's you know the junior rider cup I played in a couple of years ago, or now in college, and but going out and winning as a team is so much fun. Be able to you know share it with your teammates who, you know, to me they're like my brothers, and um, it's just you know winning individually is always fun, but winning as a team is just something else, and. It's uh, it's a lot more exciting and much more special, I think. Have you been able to have a moment to really uh, swallow what happened the last year of your life? I mean, the U.S. Amateur and playing in the Masters and then this. I mean, have you had a moment to reflect and just think, like almost have to pinch yourself? I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's been crazy, honestly. It's uh, I've gotten to do some really cool things this last year. Uh, some really cool experiences with, um, you know, the Masters and winning a National Championship and then U.S. Amateur. And then uh, here in, you know, a week and a half, I guess, it's, uh, you know, the U.S. Open. So it's, it's getting better, I feel like. And, um, you yeah, know, I do kind of have to pinch myself every once in a while and, uh, you know, think this is this is all really happening. But, um, I mean, it's been a heck of a year and it's been so much fun. And, uh Hopefully it just keeps getting better, honestly. But uh, I don't know how it could. When you win the semifinal match and your team is together the night before the championship, knowing you're facing the defending champions, what was the conversation like? Take take me through that team atmosphere that evening as you guys were preparing for the final day. Um, I mean, we all just had kind of a calmness to ourselves. It was, it was weird. I mean, we, I think we all just felt like, we knew we were going to win. It was just a weird feeling that, I mean, really the whole week, honestly, the whole week we just, I think all of us just kind of knew we would play well in stroke play. We, uh, you know, match play, we just kind of, you know, just felt like we were going to do really well. The whole entire week we just had kind of this calmness, you know, with us. And, um, but yeah, that last night, you know, Coach Hibble gave us kind of a little pep talk and, um, you know, said this is what we've been working for all year and, uh, you know, let's go take advantage of it. And we just, it was weird. Like, you know, like I said, we just all kind of knew we were going to win and it was cool to be able to go out there and actually get it done. And, um, you know, just, it, uh, it was just so fun to be able to go out there and, uh, not, not only, not only have the opportunity to play Oregon in the final, but to go and take advantage of it. And one thing it was pretty cool. Now I was reading a story. You told your dad, you're going to go, you said, I'm going to go to Oklahoma and I'm going to help them win a championship. <laughs> Did that conversation happen? Uh, I think it did. It was a long time ago, but I remember, <laughs> I remember um, uh, talking about that, and it's uh, it's cool to you know look back on that now and think that it actually happened. And you guys had numbers on the sleeves of your jerseys; they were kind of all over the place. Was there a reason that you picked thirty three? Um, honestly, number or number three is my lucky number, and uh, but Max McGreevy, the senior, he, that's that's his favorite number. So he got three and. Uh, that's the same number I had last year. It was 33, so he got three, so I just picked 33. But, um, 
I mean, that's really the only reason why it's kind of a lucky number. But uh, I thought about picking 40 because that's what my my dad's my dad's number was at college when he played football. But kind of wanted to make my own mark on OU. So yeah, you don't, you don't want 40 as a golfer though. That's kind of a scary number. Nobody wants to shoot 40. Yeah, I know. I know. You, 33 is. I think 33 is a great number. <laughs> yeah, shoot a couple you shoot 33s, 33 every night. That's right. You're, you're doing good. You're going to have a pretty good life. Well, explain to people yeah. that don't know this, your lineage, the, the family that you've come from, and the, the athletes. I mean, it's unbelievable. We talked a lot about it at the U.S. Amateur, but, you know, just just your grandparents and your and your parents. I mean, these people are crazy good athletes. Yeah, I mean, my, my grandma, first of all, was a uh, cheerleader at OU. My grandpa played basketball, football, and baseball at OU, but he's mostly known for basketball. He uh, he made the game-winning shot against Texas in the Final Four to send the national championship. They ended up losing the national championship, but it's kind of cool to have that, uh, you know, the game-winning shot against Texas. That's a that's a big one. Um, my dad played football at OU. He was on two national championship teams in the 70s, and my mom was a golfer at OU. So it's uh, we have a we're an OU family. That's for sure. It's in the blood, and um, you know that's the reason why this place is only only place I wanted to go my entire life. So. It's uh, you know, it's just part of the donkey, donkey blood, and um, you know, I just love it here. What would have happened if Oklahoma State would have been the only place that offered you a golf scholarship? Would you just not have gone to college? <laughs> I, I would. I'd probably go there then if they're the only place. But <laughs> that's about the only way I would have gone there. I think. <laughs> I just wondered if you got shunned by the family. No, I think you know they were. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, people think. You know, my parents probably pressured me into it and all that, but I mean, I, I could have gone anywhere I wanted to, and they would have been, you know, supporting me fully. But I think they were just a little extra happy that I, you know, I wanted to go to U so bad. So they, uh, they, they, they like that decision a lot more. I think. When you were going to the Masters, you know, I was reading a story that said that there was a little bit of fear. You, you were, you were a little bit not nervous, but you know, you you were you were just kind of almost scared of the failure. What could happen if I play poorly on TV in front of all these fans? And mm-hmm. you go out there and you play solid. I mean, you missed the cut by three shots, but you know you had some great statistics compared to other professionals. How important was the Masters Week being out there with those professionals to really what happened the rest of your season? It was really important. I mean, I think it was two things. One thing was you know. Uh, the fact that the Masters just, you know, any amateur, really any pro that's playing in it, I mean, the weeks ahead of it, that's all you're thinking about. I mean, I spent days just, you know, thinking about the Masters and how excited I was and nervous and all that. It was just, you know, always in my mind. And, you know, once it was done, it kind of freed me up a little bit and I was kind of past it and uh, I got to learn from it and then I got to just go, you know, play golf. And, um, but also I learned that, uh, I'm, my game's not too far from the pros. You know, I I was out there playing practice rounds with them and playing, you know, a tournament with them and seeing them hit balls and everything. And I saw that my game's really not that far away. I said to, you know, tie up a few things here and there in the next couple of years and um, and uh, I'll be right there. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence knowing that I'm not too far away. Uh, and the fact that I went out there at the Masters and putted like crap, honestly, and only <laughs> missed the cut by three shots. I mean, that's just a big... Um, big confidence boost on my ball striking and some of the other parts of my games, knowing that if I had putted just halfway decent, you know, I would have made the cut pretty easily, I feel like. So, um, you know, it's just, it was a big confidence booster. And then the fact that, you know, it was kind of over with and I didn't have to think about it all the time. 
kind of freed me up for the rest of the year, and I played well because of that. When you made the finals at the U.S. Amateur last year, and you realized or learned or found out, you know, I'm in the field. I'm in. The, I'm in. I'm in the field, if you will. When did you start thinking about it? When did you start preparing for it? Even though you know you have college classes, you've got college going on. Was there a moment where you started to click it on and went, "I'm going to start really getting ready for this"? Because I'm sure you had plenty of goals set for that week. Um, honestly, right after the USAM, it was a, uh, you know, I started thinking about it right after that. Um, I think you know the last month leading up to it, I started thinking about it a lot more because it was, you know, I'd been taking visits out there and uh, playing the course quite a bit, and you know, it was kind of just starting to become real. But, you know, I think preparing the game-wise, it was really from the you know, time I got back from the USAM, I was wanting to get ready for it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to prepare for that, though, because that course is just like, I mean, it's just so perfect, and it's just unlike any other course you could play. So, um, but a lot of my preparing had to come, you know, while I was there and getting ready, uh, you know, getting the strategy done for the course and getting all the greens red right and getting kind of the weird you know weird reads out of the way and all that because it's just you know a lot of the i would say i mean that course is just so much strategy involved they used to kind of do a lot of preparation out there because it's tough to do it at home you know just at oklahoma in oklahoma because this is nothing like augusta national yeah when you get to you know the, the the finals when you guys are getting towards the championship match i mean you urge the coach I want to be the anchor. I want to be the anchor. Is that something that you talk about with the team, or is that really a conversation you two have? Um, he, we never really talked about it. I think he just knows I like that spot. Um, in the past, you know, Junior Ryder Cup team and uh, Wyndham Cup teams on the ADGA, I always love the anchor spot. You know, I love being. Hopefully, you know, the team wouldn't even need me. That's kind of my, you know, what I was wanting. I was hoping they, you know. The guys in front could just take care of business. They wouldn't need me, need me, but uh, I was back there just in case. And <laughs> you were, um, you're wait, you know, you're I, waiting, you're waiting, ready, you're waiting and ready. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I just and I think Coach knows I love pressure. Um, you know, I'm probably the most out of the, on the team. I'm probably the most experienced. Um, you know, just in pressure situations, and uh, I think he he knows that, and um, you know, he knows he could trust me if it if it needed to come down to me and. Uh, you know, it came down to me a couple of times and was able to, you know, come through for us. So, you know, I'm really proud of myself for that. And I was happy I could uh, get the job done in the quarterfinal match and in the, in the finals. So um, we never really had a conversation about it though, but I think he just, he knew he wanted me there and, um, you know, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're just finishing up. I mean, you're, you're not even close to done with college yet. I mean, you're still a young man, especially in college years, I mean, it probably says a lot that coach would say, you know, maybe not even a conversation, just point at you and say, you're the one I want in case it comes down to it. I mean, we look at this with, you know, the big team events. I mean, the Ryder Cup, they'll put big names out early sometimes and big names out late, and it might not come to, down to a Phil Mickelson or a Tiger Woods or a Rory McIlroy, but if it does, you want the guy out there that's not going to be scared of the moment. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you are able to process the pressure and not let it get to you? Um. I mean, I just, I feel like I, you know, pressure is a good thing. I mean, it it makes your hands shake, it makes your knees shake and all that. But, you know, one thing I believe in is that, you know, if you don't have pressure, pressure is a good thing because it means you have a chance to do something special, you know. So, uh, I mean, if there's no pressure on you, 
that means you're, you know, you're not doing something, you know, you're kind of, you don't have a chance to win a tournament. You don't have a chance to win nationals and all that, but there's pressure. You have a chance to do something special. And, um, I kind of accept that and I, uh, you know, face it head on and, um, just try to get through it. And I just, I just love the moment where, you know, my teammates are watching me on the last screen and everyone's watching me and I want to make that winning putt. And I just, I just love that moment. You know, I try to enjoy every, every minute of it. And I think, you know, that's the reason why I do pretty well in it is because I just love it and I embrace it. And, um, I just try to do my best in it and see what happens. If you could describe the 17th hole at Rich Harvest Farms without using a curse word in one word or one phrase, how would you describe it? <laughs> um, difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 dumb, it's got to be conflicting, know, right? I mean, it's where you won the championship, but it's this hole that had been kind of your nemesis the whole week. I mean, that's the only only good memory I have from that hole the winning that championship there. <laughs> well, that's a good that's I mean, a good was, memory to have. I mean, it's a it's a great memory. It kind of redeemed itself on the that you know that last day. But yeah, I think I played the whole twelve over on six six times. I played it, so I averaged a double. I had two quads and a triple, <laughs> and a bogey. So um, it was it's it funny though because we were joking about it all week. And uh, after after we won it, um, our assistant coach was up on eighteen with Grant Hirschman. He said, "Hey, you know, you, you finally redeemed yourself on seventeen. Would you make a birdie or par to win?" I said, nope, still made a bogey. <laughs> You're like, I did, I did too, bo- bogey, I did too better. Done. <laughs> I was yeah, too better than my average. <laughs> this is true, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a tough, I mean, it's a tough hole. I can't, you know, it's a, it's a brutally tough hole, especially that left to right win every day we had, but it's, uh, you know, I definitely, it definitely got the best of me this week, but it was nice to get a good memory on it though. So when you guys win it, I mean, you celebrate, you're going through everything, you fly back to, to Oklahoma, you fly back to Norman. Have you have you been able to, to, to experience it and enjoy it with the teammates yet? I mean, I'm assuming you've had a lot going on the last couple of days. Yeah, I mean, we've had a ton of, ton of stuff going on. We On the flight back yesterday, we got delayed two and a half hours. Um, we are supposed to have the golf course, our home golf course on campus, was um was hosting like a party for us kind of a get together to welcome us back and there's gonna be about five or six hundred people and then uh and the delay the flight delay um canceled the party but we still had probably you know 50 people stick around some past players Barry Switzer was there um a bunch of different people and it was it was cool they still welcomed us back and we got a police escort back to Norman and from the airport and all that so it's been it's been so much fun. I mean, we just, we, uh, we've enjoyed it. We've, um, we've heard a lot of stories about, I mean, I think everyone in Norman was watching it. You know, it's kind of cool to think OU men's golf kind of putting, you know, in pretty big impact on Norman. And it's, uh, it's just been so much fun and we're going to enjoy it as much as we can. And, uh, until we, you know, try to go win another one next year. So, I was going to ask, have you had, uh, you mentioned past players. Have you had anybody, uh, that was surprising to you, you know, a celebrity, an athlete, somebody reach out to you, send you a text or an email congratulating you? Um, well, DeMarco Murray nice. tweeted me um, and the team, and that was pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, Bob Stoops has been showing you know, his support all week, and uh, Anthony Kim texted me yesterday, and or two, two days ago, I guess, right after we won, and said congrats. And it's uh, – 
you know, it's been it's been cool. We have nobody, you know, too crazy. I guess DeMarco Murray is probably the most famous one, but um, you know, it's been cool just having, you know, the o- OU family is, you know, is really cool. I mean, being being part of the OU family is awesome, and uh, they support you through and through. And it's been it's been cool to feel that support, you know, the last week, and uh, you know, it just makes all of us feel really special. And you know, we're just trying to make Norman, you know, as proud as we can. So. Well, I'm sure they're 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 as proud as they can be. I mean, you guys yeah, bringing exactly. the big trophy yeah. back. I this is a golf podcast, so I have to follow up. You got a message from Anthony Kim. Are you guys buddies? Uh, yeah, he he hangs out. He's um he comes to our facility every once in a while and comes and talks to us and all that. And that uh he's he's a great dude. He's he's not around a ton, but you know when he does, he makes sure to come come see us at our at our facility. And uh, he's a great guy and. He's um yeah he's doing well so yeah it's uh it's it's always been an interesting uh interesting story following you know the career arc of of Anthony Kim because this was kind of before you know this was before the Rory's and the Jordan Speeds and such this was uh-huh. kind of the young phenom you know with the big belt buckle and the flashy uh, kind of the flashy attire so you know every time you hear the word Anthony Kim people's ears perk up yeah. they get excited to hear about him and they, you know everybody wants him to come back and and they forget you know he's in his thirties now you know it's it's been a long time since he was the 22 young, you know, swashbuckling player. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember watching him when I was younger, he was, uh, you know, at the, at the Ryder cup and him just dominating. And, um, I mean, it's so much, it was so much fun to watch him play. It's kind of, it's cool to, you know, that we kind of know him now and he's, uh, I mean, he's super su- supportive of the golf team and, um, you know, we, we love him here and I know he loves us and, uh, it, it's cool to have him around a little bit and, be able to hang out with him and take his brain a little bit. It's uh, he's a great guy, and you know, it means a lot to have the support. So we're less than two weeks away from Aaron Hills. Have you had a chance to play the golf course yet? I have not. I have not been out there yet. But um, I'll be going there. Probably, I think I'm going there on Friday or Saturday. We're driving up actually, and um, but I'll get there. You know, a couple of days before the first practice, official practice round, and I'll get a couple rounds in and. Um, I'm excited to see it. You know, I think it's a course that'll fit my game well, and um, I'm just excited to get out there and get things rolling. Yeah, I mean, it, you, I feel like, I mean, you mentioned the pressure lifted after the Masters. Now this is done, and I can only assume your confidence is probably as high as it's ever been in, in your life and in your career. So you're going into a major championship again, as you mentioned, feeling like your game's not that far off from the pros out there playing and attempting to win this thing. I mean, what are your goals? What are your expectations for the four four days at the U.S. Open, I mean, I want to go out there and uh, you know I want to compete. I want to be kind of in the mix of things, and um, you know I'm not going to say. I mean, obviously, I go to every tournament to try to win, but um, you know I just want to go out there and compete, and uh, you know see what I can do, and hopefully on Sunday I can you know possibly have a chance to win. You know that's uh, that's the ultimate goal, but um, you know I think I think I can do it. I just you know my game's my game's right there, and I'm like you said, I'm feeling super confident right now with uh, with every aspect of my game, honestly. And um, I'm just excited to go out there and compete with those you know those guys out there again, and uh, just you know I want to get things get things going, and um, hopefully I have a chance to do something special. Yeah, so I mean, with this basically right on your radar, I mean, we're 13 days away. Have you? Ha- I mean, have you hit balls today? I mean, have you gone to practice today? Is this is this right I'm back not, into it? Uh, we're well. Uh, weather's kind of not not too good today in Norman, so um, but we have an indoor hitting base, so I might go out there later and uh, hit a few balls. But um, 
No, I'm probably going to, you know, t- I took yesterday off, obviously. I might probably gonna take today a little easy and um, then get, get things back rolling tomorrow. So uh, I'll get I'll get back to the grind tomorrow. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of get, you know, prepared for it and um, start getting ready for it. Well, let me give you some pointers. I was at Aaron Hills a couple of weeks. I was in Aaron Hills about 10 days ago. Uh, just practice like five-footers because the greens are absolutely the best greens I've ever putted on in my entire life. And there'll be a lot of five-footers for pars, and as long as you're confident over those, I feel like anyone is going to have a good week. Week, I will be interested. I'm going to ask you this on Sunday, but I would like you to compare the Aaron Hills greens when you get there to putting on Augusta National because they haven't had play in eight months. I mean, they've had probably wow. 20 rounds of play at Aaron Hills in eight months, so they are as smooth and uh, and as perfect as I've seen greens in my lifetime. Now, of course, I've never played Augusta National, so uh, but I mean, it's it's got to be exciting. You go in there with some confidence with the putter, and I feel like there's a chance that, that, that anyone really can, can compete there because it's not a super tight ballpark either. I mean, the fairways are fairly forgiving. So, you know, you get the ball in play, and I mean, you make a couple putts, you're going to be there. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I've been putting really, I've been working hard on my putting lately. Um, you know, obviously that's what kind of let me down at Augusta National. And, um, you know, after that, I've, you know, I've been, I've been really working hard on trying to get it better. And uh, it's been showing. You know, I've been starting, you know, I won my regional uh, a couple weeks ago out at Stanford, and I putted, putted the ball really well. And, um, you know, I've been really seeing some improvement lately, and uh, I'm really excited about that. You know, it's fun It's fun to start seeing putts go in a lot more and, uh, and just kind of gets your whole game feeling a little, little better whenever you start putting good. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I'm excited for the, for the course. Uh, you know, like you said, I don't think it's too tight, but, you know, still got to hit the fairway because it looks like there's some <laughs> – you know, there's stuff stuff around the yeah. fairway. I was in it most of the so, day. Um, let me tell you, <laughs> you don't want to be in it. It is, it is, it is, it is. You will lose your shoe in there thing if you're not careful. Yeah, it's, it looks like it. Yeah, Wesley but, um, Bryan posted that uh, that thing on Twitter where he just dropped the ball and it basically disappeared. <laughs> so, what are your plans? I mean, over the next year or two, I mean, you're going to finish school or you're going to turn pro? Do you, do you have plans as of now? Um, I mean, I'm definitely staying. You know, this next year, um, my plan is you know, stay all four years. Uh, you know, I love this university. I love this team. And um, I want to have a chance to win, you know, two more national championships with this team. And uh, obviously, you know, who knows what might happen in the next year or two. Uh, you know, it's it's golf and, you know, one, one big week can, you know, change your life in this game. So, you know, obviously I'm not for sure on anything, but the plan is right now to stay, you know, until – I'm graduated and done school, and um, you know that's that's exciting to think think about. You know, trying to have two more chances to uh, win another national championship or two more national championships, really. And uh, you know, so that's the plan right now, and uh, we'll see what happens. How exhausted were all of you guys by the end of the championship? I mean, I think just you know, with the adrenaline of the whole week, and it, it reminded me of the U.S. Amateur, honestly, because. Um, you know, the U.S. Amateur was obviously a huge, you know, long week, played a ton of golf, and never really felt tired until kind of the day after it ended. And um, I think that's how we were, you know, just we had so much adrenaline the whole week. Uh, you know, we were going for a title, so it was kind of, you know, had the adrenaline going, you know, carrying us through the week. But it's kind of one of those weeks where after, you know, the next day you kind of, you just feel like you got hit by a bus. It's come, <laughs> you know, all the just grinding on every shot and uh, so much, you know, we had, we walked a lot and it was luckily really good weather the last few days, but it was windy. And I think just the mental grind of it all kind of wears you down. And, 
yeah, we did, we definitely felt it yesterday on the, you know, at the airport on the plane, and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, it's I think the drilling carried us most of the way while we were there, though. Brad, I got the most important question I'm going to ask you here, and then I'm going to let you go. You carry your bag. All right. A lot of college yeah. kids use push carts. Why carry, and why not use a push cart? Um, I mean, I don't have anything against you know push carts or anything like that. I still played with John Oda from UNLV the third round, and um, he was using a push cart. I was kind of giving him crap, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, but I don't have anything against them. I mean, if people, you know, my, Max McGrew, my teammate, used one because his uh, not all the time, but sometimes his bat kind of flares up on him sometimes. And uh, so, I mean, if you're using it for your back or whatever, you know, I don't care at all. I just, I've always carried my bag um, ever since, you know, I started playing golf. And I just, I don't, you know, I don't mind carrying it. It doesn't get me tired or anything, I feel like. And uh, it's just easier, I think, for me. You know, some people it's not. But, um, uh, you know, I I don't have anything against push cards. I just, uh, I'd rather just carry my bag. I think it's just a lot easier for me. Yeah, for sure. If we get you a push cart mafia shirt from the No Laying Up guys, you'll wear it. That's that's all that I'm really asking about here. I'm just making sure that you'll at least consider putting it on if if it gets sent your way. Uh, have you have you anybody reached out to you about uh, sponsors invites into into any events in the in the coming weeks and months? Um, no one has reached out to me at all. Uh, hopefully, you know, maybe at some point. But um... <laughs> inquiries is send send him to Norman, and he will accept <laughs> the ones you send in. <laughs> exactly. I mean. You know, I'm not really expecting any. I mean, who knows what might happen. Hopefully, you know, maybe someone will kind of notice and uh, possibly send one. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. But, um, you know, if I go play well at the U.S. Open, I feel like that might be able to get me some. So we'll see. Well, absolutely. Well, it's been, a, it's been a fun ride. I mean, we got a chance to cover you, you know, throughout the U.S. Amateur and then seeing you. I saw you at the Masters and, you know, getting to see Oklahoma run through this and, and really you being in the position to, to win it all. For the team was a lot of fun, and, and all the congrats on our side. We're excited about the, the U.S. Open, get to, to cover you out there. Hopefully I'll get to interview you after you shoot that opening yeah. round 65. And then, um, That'd be great. Yeah, and then, and then U.S. Amateur, I'm assuming you, you'll be rolling through that again. So a uh, big summer ahead. I mean, you don't really get much break. You don't get much rest. Thank goodness you're in shape. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it's, it's nonstop, that's for sure, but it's, it's so much fun. I love, love playing tournaments. I love the grind, so it's, uh, I'm excited for it. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. I know you guys have been uh, been busy traveling around and getting back home. So enjoy this. Enjoy you know the next few days, and we'll see you out at Aaron Hills. And you know who knows, crazier things have happened. I uh, I appreciate you taking some time. All right, no problem. Many thanks to Brad for taking some time. I know he is a busy guy as he prepares for Aaron Hills and tries to process what just went down, winning the national championship, being the anchor player for that Oklahoma team. Many thanks to Ogio. They've been sponsoring this podcast for quite a while. One of my favorite, favorite companies in all of golf. And they also make a backpack. I've been traveling like crazy. And that Renegade RSS laptop backpack really makes traveling easier for me. The straps are comfortable. The laptop holder keeps my computer safe because I drop my backpack a lot because I'm clumsy. It's got a spot for my iPad. It's got a spot for my keys and for my glasses and for my water bottle. It's really one of the most sophisticated backpacks in all of the game. I mean, it is unbelievable what that Renegade RSS laptop backpack has from Ogio. Check that out at Ogio.com, O-G-I-O.com. Check the, the Renegade out. If you want to go with something else, you can go with the Axle or the Bandit. They're all unbelievable. Ogio makes incredible backpacks. I see them all the time in airports, and I always smile when I see 
people carrying them around because I know those people are travelers and those people are smart. So check that out at ogio.com. Hope you're enjoying our PGA Tour live coverage. If you're catching this on Friday, I'll be doing Saturday and Sunday of the Memorial as we continue to pump out this great event with some of the biggest names in golf there. I'm going to take a week off, a little bit of a week off, and then we will be headed to Aaron Hills next Sunday. It's here. It's basically here. The U.S. Open is upon us. We've got some big names playing some solid golf, and we've got some big names that necessarily aren't necessarily on top of their games. It'll be interesting to see what happens following you know, Dustin's first round at the Memorial and Rory's injuries and Jason Day's up and down. There's a lot of big names that we're not sure how they're going to play, so it'll be interesting. This is going to be a big test. Aaron Hills is going to be a huge test of golf, and I'm excited to see what goes down. I also will simply say this. I've heard a couple people ask me, or talk about Phil Mickelson. Of course, he always eyes the U.S. Open. The fairways at Aaron Hills are a little bit bigger than I thought they were when I initially played it back in September. That can only bode well for Phil Mickelson. He is a guy that has struggled to find fairways basically his entire career. If he gets it in play, he is going to take advantage of those greens because those greens are in unbelievable shape. So if Phil can hit, say, 50% of the fairways at Aaron Hills, I think he might have a chance. I really do. Hopefully he does. We at Fox would love it. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I got some new koozies headed our way. Follow at the Clubhouse Pod. I'll have some giveaways for that. Plus, I got a couple Aaron Aaron Hills hats that I bought from the pro shop there at Aaron Hills that I want to give away as well. So stay tuned to that. Follow me at Shane Bacon and sign up for that Clubhouse newsletter. I appreciate you taking some time. Hopefully, you got some golf in last week over the holiday weekend. And if not, tee it up this week. Make a couple birdies. See you.